G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Few of us ever give too much thought to the fact that God's gone to a lot of trouble to make us who we are, to get us ready for what He has for us to do. But let me tell you, God's gone to an enormous amount of trouble to make you who you are today. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to A Different Perspective as we kick off a brand new series of messages called Don't Waste Your Life. Every morning, you and I get up, we look in the mirror, we men have a shave looking at ourselves each morning in that mirror, bleary-eyed. I guess you women, no doubt, are putting a bit of makeup on your face because somehow that's what society's conditioned you to do. And as we stare at ourselves in that mirror every morning, day after day, we give precious little thought to how incredibly we've been made, how, how wonderfully we've been made. Without you ever having to think about it, through a complex set of neurotransmitters, programming that has never been achieved by humans, chemical reactions and feedback loops so complex that endocrinologists are only just beginning to understand how it all works, your body keeps you alive, controls your temperature, nourishes every cell, manages waste, fights off infection, allows you to stand upright, gives you reflexes to catch a ball moving at over 100 miles an hour, and that's just the beginning. You have desires, emotions, thoughts, memories so complex as to defy comprehension and understanding. Behind those drooping eyes staring back at you from the mirror each morning lies an incredible human being. Well may the psalmist write, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Absolutely you are. You're incredible, and I, for one, simply don't have enough faith to believe that I evolved out of some primeval amoebic slime to be what I am today. I I don't have enough faith to believe that. If you do, good luck to you, but I don't. Just the information encoded onto our DNA, the, the complexity of that, the uniqueness of that, this complex data set that's been bioengineered into every cell of your body that makes you who you are, each one of us is different, I mean, that's incredible. I can only look at that and whisper, God. As I said, most of us don't give any of that a second thought these days. Our self-image, somehow how we see ourselves, is influenced predominantly by social feedback. What other people say about us, what other people think about us, how we see ourselves compared to other people. The degree to which we in our own minds match up to the images of of beauty and success and wealth that a commercially driven advertising industry with a strong profit motive dangle under our noses. So many people on the planet today don't think all too much of themselves, but I'm here to tell you that God has gone to an enormous amount of trouble to make you who you are today and to put you where he's put you today. And and not just you and me. We may kick off today looking at Moses in the Old Testament. Look, here's the picture. Because of Joseph, you know, the one of technicolored dreamcoat fame, the Hebrew nation has ended up in Egypt. 
it all started with a famine. You can read about it in Genesis chapters 37 through 50. I mean, it's a, it's a cracking yarn and a fascinating read. But now Joseph is long dead. There's a new pharaoh on the throne in Egypt, and the Hebrews, well, they're breeding like rabbits. So the Egyptians are getting really worried, concerned that the Hebrews might end up taking over the country. So Pharaoh comes up with a brilliant idea to kill all the baby boys born to the Hebrews. That's where Moses' story begins. Let's have a look at it. Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Now, a man from the house of Levi went and married a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine baby, she hid him for three months. When she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and plastered it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child into it and placed it among the reeds on the bank of the river. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, while her attendants walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to bring it. When she opened it up, she saw a child. He was crying, so she took pity on him. This must be one of the Hebrews' children, she said. Then his sister said to the Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Yes. So the girl went and called the child's mother, and Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse it for me, and I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed it. When the child grew up, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and she took him as her son. She named him Moses because she said, I drew him up out of the water. Now, quite possibly, you've read this story before, and like your own story, never thought all too much about it. But just just stop and think. Moses goes on to become one of the greatest leaders that Israel has ever had, leading his people, God's people, out of slavery and oppression in Egypt to the threshold of the promised land, the land that God had promised to the father of the nation, Abraham, almost five centuries before. So in terrible circumstances where babies were being slaughtered en masse, God not only saves Moses with the help of his sister, herself a child, but he positions young Moses in Pharaoh's household, experience that will become very important when he's 80 years old when Moses goes to Pharaoh to negotiate Israel's release. See, this isn't just some story. It's a part of God's incredible plan to bring Israel to the promised land and then, centuries later, to bring Jesus into this world. My point? There's a big picture here. And and even someone as prominent as Moses is just a bit player in God's plan. The point is, God does have a plan. And God creates people and positions people in incredible ways. Now, if, if you believe in Jesus, if you're one of God's people, then let me tell you, you're part of that plan. If you don't believe in Jesus yet, and you're not one of God's people, you know what? You're still part of his plan. Because God has a passion to fit you into his plan. You're not a descendant of some primeval amoebic slime. You're a descendant, you're a child of the living God who created you, and he has a plan. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for your harm to give you a future with hope. And this reality, this story, your story, is intertwined with God's story, that part that God already has for you to play as he draws humanity towards himself is the scene, the backdrop, the context of your life and and where you are at the moment. 
It's the big picture, the big story of your life. And it's time for you to get a grip of the incredible trouble that God's gone to, to make you who you are, to put you where he's put you, to give you the gifts and the abilities and the experiences, the insights that he's bred into you through your DNA and nurtured you through the experience on your journey thus far. Do you get it? You are fearfully and wonderfully made and God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. It's all summed up beautifully in a single verse that the Apostle Paul penned over a thousand years later when he was writing a letter to his friends in Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For you are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works that he prepared beforehand for you to do. That that God prepared beforehand, literally in the original Greek, for you to walk into. The good works that God prepared beforehand to be your way of life. God has a plan for your life, an incredible, powerful plan to use all the good things and, and even all the bad things that have ever happened to you to bless other people. But the sad reality is that so many people miss that plan. They look in that mirror day after day and they end up wasting their lives. Life can be tough. Temptations come at us from every direction. Obstacles block our path. So if you truly want to live your life for Jesus, what you need is power. Real power, supernatural power. That's why I'd love to send you our special edition book, Power Unlimited. Because if you believe in Jesus, then the truth is that you have all the power you need to overcome temptation and sin and to shine the light of Christ into this dark world. God's Word, my friend, is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you experience firsthand the unlimited power of God to transform your life through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.